Hello and welcome to the Green Industry Podcast. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscape professionals take their businesses to the next level. Join us as we chat with green industry leaders to discover best practices and practical strategies to maximize profits. Now, here's your host, Paul Jamison. What's up, friends? Welcome back to the Green Industry Podcast. On today's episode, we're going to chat with Jason up there in Seattle, Washington. He's got a very unique story and a very similar story to many, and uh, that is that he's starting his lawn care business. It all happened back in April when COVID hit, it affected the company he was working for, and they laid him off. Now, thankfully, they gave him a severance package, but they did let him go. And so his wife suggested, why don't you start a lawn care business? And so he did. And so today, Jason's going to tell us that story and uh, his first few weeks, his first few months in business and how it's gone so far and some mistakes that he's already made, what he learned from them and how he's preparing to go into 2021 as he's going to do this full time, be intentional about it and just come out of the gate and crush it in lawn care in 2021. So we're really cheering for Jason and uh, really inspired by his story. So without further ado, let's hear Jason's story from Seattle, Washington. All right, friends, we're chatting today with Jason from Bonnie Lake. That's about a half hour from Seattle, Washington. What's up, Jason? Hey, how's it going, Paul? Uh, it's going well, man. How about yourself? Doing well, doing well. We uh, had a little bit of a, a forest fire area, our uh, situation in the area, uh, so we are uh, happy to be out of that. The firefighters in the uh, East Pierce County did a great job at uh, controlling that to uh, keep it from burning down any houses around here and. uh Finally got some rain today, so hopefully the smoke will get out of here soon. Awesome, man. Well, I'm really excited for you to share your story today because so many in my audience can relate to exactly what you're going through. It's a story that, you know, Brian up in Michigan and myself, we're hearing this. Basically, it's like a, just a daily situation where we just keep hearing the story of guys that are transitioning into lawn care and uh, really getting their feet wet and getting ready to go full time. So that's exactly where you're at. So tell us a little bit of the backstory mm -hmm. of how you got to where you are, and then we'll uh, kind of have a chat about where you're going in the future. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, I had uh, gotten a master's degree actually in uh, business management. And uh, started working for uh, one of the major rental car companies uh, in the country, um, actually globally, uh, and worked for them for about five years. Uh, but the pandemic, um, of course, uh, threw a wrench in that plan. Uh, I was managing the airport location, and since there's uh, no travel going on, um, my position uh, ended up getting eliminated. Um, so with that, they. Uh, they offered me a severance package and, and, uh, let me go. And, um, from there, I, I didn't really know what I was going to do. Lawn care, uh, landscaping wasn't, what uh, month did they let, uh, what month did they give you the severance and let you go? Uh, that was in April okay. of this year. Okay. Um, a April 22nd actually is, uh, coincidentally my, my wife's birthday was the day that that happened. Happy birthday, baby. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no kidding. Um, but uh, from her perspective, it was uh, the the best birthday gift that uh, uh, they could have given her. Um, that with that job uh, came a lot of stress, a lot of hours per week, um, and so uh, she had been uh, kind of wanting me to to search um, for other opportunities elsewhere. Um, but I hadn't. I, I'm a fairly loyal guy and, and I enjoyed my, my time there and enjoyed the people that I worked with. And so, um, this was, it was kind of a, 
a gift from the heavens, I guess. And, uh, it, it was meant to be. There you go. So, you, so April 22nd, so, they give you the boot, they give you some money and how in the world the lawn care mm-hmm. get into this equation? Yeah. So, um, with my, uh, background, I, I have like more of a uh, sports management and uh, business, uh, background. And so lawn care and landscaping wasn't really, uh, anything that, uh, was on my radar. Um, but I loved spending time in my own yard. Um, and I have one of those real mowers that you talk about. Oh, I have yeah. a cow trimmer. What kind and of real so, mower do you uh, have? I have the, the cow trimmer. It's a 20 inch, uh, California trimmer. Oh, okay. I've never even heard of that. We have true cut dominates the market down here. And then they put the roller. Okay. Um, I actually got to interview those guys that, that invented the roller, but they put a roller on the front of it to make it stripe and to make it, uh, you know, yep. so you don't cut down into a little divot or whatever and, uh, really smooth things right. out. So anyway, the real quick side tangent, Jason, I was, I had a listener reach sure. out, reach out to me and they're like, you know, what's the difference between a real mower and a fake mower? And I was like, is it, I thought it was sarcasm. And then I realized he's talking about it. Like, you know, thinking that there's a good mower and then there's a not so good mower. And I was like, no, 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 R E E L real mower. Like it cuts it like a golf yeah, course. Yeah. So that's what we say. Real mower for guys that just use a rotary mower. That's where the blade, you know, rotary is the one most guys have, but a real, the blade spin in a whole different direction, but it cuts it real low. So, and I love it. That's cool. So you, you cut your own grass with a real mower. I love it. Yeah, yeah. So I had uh, when I when we first bought our house, I uh, redid the whole uh, lawn. I, I killed it off and then um, purchased uh, uh, the bent grass that they use on golf courses. Mm-hmm. And and so I I have that manicured uh, real nice and tight. And uh, and so spending time in the yard, my wife realized that that was kind of a passion of mine. Uh, and she's the one who actually came up with the idea of starting my own landscaping company. And uh, you know I stirred over it for a couple weeks. Uh, she wanted me to take the the summer off to try and figure out exactly what I want to do going forward. How many uh, months, severance, how much money did they give you? Or, you don't have to tell us the amount, but how many months did they kind of give you? Uh, it was uh, two weeks paid for uh, the number of years for each year that I've worked for the company. I had been there for five years, so it was about 10 weeks pay. Okay. And then she had income coming in or... Yeah, she has a, a job. She works in, uh, in social work. Okay. Um, she's a clinic manager. All right. I'm just trying to give everyone a, a good picture because guys are listening and they're thinking about, you know, there's so many guys that are in the exact situation you are. So I just, this is a perfect mm-hmm. kind of teaching uh, example as we move forward in this conversation. I just want to make sure we're all on the same page with everyone listening. Yeah. Paul returns with more of today's interview right after this word from our sponsors. Here at the Green Industry Podcast, we identify and share the best opportunities to help lawn care and landscape professionals maximize their business results, and RapMate is no exception to that mission. They're a nationwide platform that helps lawn care companies get wraps and graphics on their work vehicles. They've got a world-class design team and a network of top-certified local pros who install vehicle wraps no matter where you live. If you've been thinking about wrapping your company vehicles or even just getting a couple of logos for your work truck, visit RapMate.com slash Green Industry. That's wrapmate.com slash green industry, and they will streamline the process for you from start to finish. And the link is in today's show notes. 
TheHardscapeAcademy.com is the place to learn how to become a professional hardscaper. It has courses there, a retaining wall installation course and a paver installation course, teaching you how to build a complete project that can take your company to another level that is profitable and worthwhile. Echo Outdoor Power Equipment presents A Lesson in Power. The winds of a Cat 5 hurricane reach 157 miles per hour. An Echo Backpack Blower, 234 miles per hour. So, yeah, it'll clear a path. Power on and on. Echo. Have you ever thought about starting your own lawn and landscaping business, but not sure where to start? Look no further than LawnTrepreneurAcademy.com, an e-training website dedicated to helping you start and grow a successful lawn care business. Save more time and make way more money by learning exactly what it takes to grow your business to the next level. Invest in your future by first investing in yourself. Use promo code PODCAST to save 10% on all training programs today at LawnTrepreneurAcademy.com. Now, back to the show. So um, she had uh, obviously given me the, the idea and so uh, and wanted me to actually take the whole summer to think about it and figure out what I wanted to do. Um, but I, I get kind of antsy sitting at home, sitting alone and, and feeling like I'm not doing anything. Uh, and so uh, that idea that she planted in my head about lawn and landscape, I started looking up on YouTube, Hey, how, how do I start a landscape company? And then, uh, Keith Kalfas pops up and, and, uh, I remember watching this video, uh, of, uh, Kalfas and I was just laughing. I was like, this guy makes it sound so easy, but it can't be that easy. Uh, he, he's, uh, telling me how you just gotta, you just gotta do it. Just, you just do it. Uh, okay. All right. So I started putting together a plan and, um, uh, my wife helped me design the logo. Um, I'm not very artistic. She was an art major in college. So, uh, she's got that skill set. And, um, we, we put together, we drafted a, a letter, um, essentially explaining, um, what happened, uh, my background. And then we went around my neighborhood and we just handed it out to every door. And, um, the, the funny thing is that my first customer, um, was from the neighborhood, but it was one of the houses that, um, I skipped because, uh, when we were, uh, getting up to that house, uh, he's a police officer. He was just getting home. I'm sure it was a, a long day at work for, for him. He's a uh, Washington state patrol. Um, and I didn't want to bother him. So, uh, I was walking with my daughter and my, my wife. And so we just skipped the house, but he noticed that I had letters in my hand. And so he went to his neighbor he grabbed the letter from his neighbor and then he called me and he's like, why'd you skip my house? And so, um, ended up giving him a quote for a, uh, a backyard, uh, remodel, get some grass planted. And he became my first customer. Um, it is, yeah, kind of a, a cool story. And, and he said that the, the letter was, was really touching. Uh, gave some personal, um, background and, and, um, he said the the thing that sold me on you was that you're a family man. Your 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 wife's supportive of you, uh, and you had him with you while you're out there marketing. So, wow. um, it, it was such a cool story, and and uh, it really catapulted my uh, my business. This At summer. this point, was your education solely just a couple Keith Kalfas videos, or how in the world do you know what you're doing? 
yeah, it, it, <laughs> the, like the, mar- the marketing piece. Uh, so from from the rental car business, uh, I was a branch manager at uh, um, a few different locations because uh, they move you around uh, quite a bit. Uh, and our goal at each branch is to go out and, and market the business to the local body shops and the dealerships, right? So um, I already had that skill set to be able to um, communicate a message to my customers and and kind of attract a business that way. And I knew that that uh, door-to-door marketing um, was going to be effective, especially if I got any of the customers to actually, uh, uh, you know, stand in front of me and, and ask me questions. I'd be able to talk through uh, what I wanted to do and, and what the prices would be and that sort of thing. Um, and so uh, that skill that I got from my previous job really helped me um, successfully land some, some initial contracts. And then how in the world did you know what the price thing, I, I know we did a coaching call and you got the rate increase letter. Mm-hmm. Where, where were you pulling these numbers from as a, as a week one, you got the route density going well, coming out of the gate, yeah. but uh, pricing, what, where in the world did you pull these numbers from or what, what was going through your mind as you were looking at the yard and just kind of give us your mindset of, of what you were thinking. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's always the piece that's, uh, that's challenging, right? Like there, you, you look at, uh, what the customer is asking to be done and you're trying to figure out, well, how long is that going to take me? Cause I've never done it before. Um, and so that was the, the biggest struggle. And I knew that I wanted to try and hit $50 an hour cause it's just me. And I'd heard in a couple of the, the videos that like $50 per man hour is, is kind of a, a good rate to try and go for. Mm-hmm. Min- minimum, uh, so, minimum guys, guys listening. That's, that's, that would, the minimum, you, you know, there's, there's guys that shoot for 60 and beyond. So mi- minimum right. basement floor, $50 per man per hour, but, but minimum guys. So right, keep going. Yep. And so, um, that was the, um, the rate that I was kind of shooting for. And, and I'll be honest, there's a couple projects that I did early on in that first uh, month or so um, where I thought I could get it done in two hours, but it ended up taking me four hours. Yeah, welcome, uh, welcome to so, the industry, Jason. <laughs> yeah. any, any rookie and, that and didn't so, go through that's a liar, man. We've all been there, done yeah. that, got the T-shirt. Right, right. And so, uh, and, and I knew that uh, I still had um, money coming in from my, my severance. Right. And so I, I took those licks early on to try and figure out, okay, I got to remember that one. I used, uh, I, I knew of yard book. So I started using that immediately. Um, I learned from that, uh, watching YouTube as well. Uh, Florida turf pros. Um, he had some good videos out on lawn care. And so I was watching those to, um, to learn, uh, like what programs to be using. And, and so I started using yard book and, keeping track. And after every, um, job I did, I would put in the notes how long it took me so that I could reference it back when another customer was asking for essentially the same project to be done at their yard. I could reference how long it's taken me in the past and then give a, a more accurate quote going forward. That was an excellent move. Good job. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The, the documenting, uh, you're, you're going to have obviously those, those mistakes, right. But documenting them and then, 
being able to adjust going forward uh, is, is how you're going to be successful. Yeah. And in the first definitely few months, and, and honestly, even in the first couple of years, jobs take a lot longer than you think they're going to take. You, you think, oh yeah, we'll do the, we have this perfect plan of how everything goes down. And then what we're not calculating mm-hmm. for is real life and, and the reality, you know, the, the neighbor comes out and talks to you or the material, there's a line at the, the yard where, you know, took longer to get the materials. I mean, there's always something. And then as you do this for, you know, you do it longer and longer and longer, then you really can kind of dial it in and, 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 and be more accurate with that. But just a rule of thumb for someone that's listening, that's getting into this um, and you're doing an installation, like Jason was talking about that four hour job in reality thought it was going to take two. I mean, always kind of buffer uh, you know, I think Keith calls it Mar. I forget his words for it, but you always you always pat it in there that something's going to happen that you're not calculating. You got to make sure you charge accordingly for that in those first couple of years because mm-hmm. they, they really do take longer than you think until you've really got you know a hundred or so under your belt. Then you kind of have more of a clear you know time frame of how long this will actually take. But I can't tell you how how many mistakes I made, Jason, early on, just jobs, eating my lunch, and, and I didn't charge enough, and I thought we'd be in and out, and we weren't, and uh, it sucks, so. Definitely, definitely. It, uh, it was one of the uh, biggest challenges, and I, I think it'll be um, still one of the largest challenges going forward uh, as I try and get uh, some corporate contracts. Um, I'm hoping that next year I can land um, at least two, maybe three corporate contracts uh, where it's regular maintenance, uh, but making sure that you bid those correctly so that you're not losing money. Cause that's a whole year agreement. And if you don't bid it right in the first, now you're, you're a whole year of maintenance behind uh, where you should have been. Uh, and so I'm a little nervous about those coming up, but uh, I know our, our coaching call went well. Uh, I appreciate your time there, and um, I'm hoping that I can use that information and, and bid those correctly going forward. Yeah, excellent. So I can hear the excitement and the energy it, it, it just from talking off air as we did a coaching call and, and uh, got to get to know each other a little bit. But at what point did you kind of have that confirmation that between you and your wife that, hey, we're, we're going to do this like this. It went from an idea, you, you walked around the neighborhood to where now you're already planning, like I'm doing this full time in 2021. We're going to, we're going to crush it. When did you kind of have that finalization in your heart or, you know, you and your wife's conversations that this is it, where it, it's a uh, pedal to the metal. We're all in. Yeah, so uh, it started with that uh, that initial walk around the neighborhood, handing out those flyers. Um, like I said, I had the one customer who called me. I didn't even give him a flyer. He went to his neighbor and took the flyer because he w- he wanted my my business so bad, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, three other customers that same day after he called me called me the book business. So I had four four customers immediately the same day. And, um, and you put, at my you, wife and, you go, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, yeah. I looked at my wife after the fourth one and, uh, I was like, I'm going to have a busy week. <laughs> this, this is crazy. I didn't, we were, we were thinking it'll be successful if I get two customers. Well, four called the same day. And then, uh, since then I've, I've, uh, probably had about, uh, uh, 10 plus customers from my neighborhood, 
um, who I've uh, done work for and uh, a bunch in the area. Um, obviously, I, I don't go too far outside of my um, zip code, but um, it, it's been pretty successful uh, with, with that initial walk around, which is great. Yeah. And the amount of money you put in the marketing, I mean, sounds like less than five bucks, just the computer paper and the printer ink. If that's what I'm hearing you say, you just printed out the the letter of explaining who you are and what services you offer just mm-hmm. from your, you know, that was probably under 10 bucks, right? Correct. Yep. And yeah. Then, we just used the, the paper we already had and the ink that we already had. And then the time to, to go around and, uh, put it, you know, connect with the people. A lot of times when you do that, it's smart to do it in the evenings or on a Saturday because you're going to run into more people versus the weekday. Mm-hmm. Uh, just for guys that are listening, you know, in the weekday, most people are at work or they're inside or whatnot. But uh, a lot of times if you catch people in the weekends uh, or um, the week, the you know, in the, in the evening, um, it, it's good to get that organic, you know, uh, conversation or a name with the face, them to see the wife and the daughter, I, I think was, is very valuable. So anyway, because yeah. guys, guys complain, Jason, I can't get started because I don't have any money. Well, your marketing mm-hmm. plan was the $10 plan and it, it, it was successful that you still have to have the equipment, but go ahead. What were you going to say? Right. And uh, to that point, like I didn't have uh, any equipment when I started, aside oh, wow. from what I use in my own yard. Uh-huh. I didn't want to use any of, of that uh, equipment on uh, other people's yards because the the real mower, if their yard isn't already um, cut short enough, it's right. going to scalp the oh, yard. Yeah, yeah, you can't uh, you can't do that mid season. You can't <laughs> that you got to scalp at right. the beginning of the season. Yeah, go ahead. Right, and so um, when I landed my first couple jobs, um, I scheduled them for the following week. And so then I had, um, like three days to figure out what mower I was going to buy, uh, and, and what type of equipment I'm going to need to complete that job so that I can, uh, show up at his house and, and uh, do this and, and look as professional as I can be. Cause I, I didn't even have my own truck yet. I was borrowing my parents' truck at the time. Um, cause when I got, uh, laid off, uh, my fleet car went away. Mm-hmm. I had access to a fleet car from the rental car company and that, that was gone. And so I didn't even own a vehicle. Wow. What a story, man. So what'd yeah, you, what'd so, you, what everyone's wondering, what'd you buy? What, what mower, what weed eater, what blower, what's your setup? Um, I have the, um, uh, steel, uh, Combi system 131, mm-hmm. um, for my, my trimmer and edger. And then, um, I have the BR 800 for the blower. It's, uh, all the dealerships around here have steel. I know you like the echo stuff but uh, I can't find Echo near me. And then um, for the, the walk-behind mower, I just have a Craftsman. It was uh, a $400 mower that um, I used with all the funds from that first uh, first project I worked on. So how much did so, you pour in uh, between the, the BR-800, the combi system, the mower, what'd you total would you invest to get your setup? Uh, well, so the, the blower, I didn't, uh, purchase until, uh, end of the, uh, about like two months ago, I guess. Um, so I had, I'd been in business for a while before I'd gotten enough funds to, to purchase that. That was about 600 bucks. Mm-hmm. And then, the um, uh, Comey system, uh, with all the, uh, attachments was 
probably close to four hundred, five hundred dollars uh, with everything. Mm-hmm. And then um, the mower was a four hundred dollar mower. Um, but so I had the advantage, right, of of getting that uh, the the severance from my um, previous employer. Um, it it was such a blessing to have this happen the way it did. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I was, I had that 10 weeks of pay coming in. And so every job that I took, all the money that I earned on those jobs, I would go purchase something new mm-hmm. for my equipment. Um, uh, until I, where I'm at now, I have the, the trailer, um, the blower, the, the trimmer, edger, uh, the racks, um, for like the whole setup. The only thing I don't have is, uh, like a, a good quality uh, mower, a Honda or a, uh, a ride on, mm-hmm. uh, standard. The, I'm, I'm still using the craftsman, but I keep the blade sharp and it, it cuts really well. And the mower, uh, runs great. It doesn't bog down or anything. So it's been working, working great. And, um, next season all I'm hoping to, uh, pick up a, either a, a Honda or, uh, uh, one of those right stand on mowers, um, to, to help with my yards. Yeah, and you guys got small yards up there in Seattle, Washington. I was looking at your IG. You got uh, they're, they're they're small, so you can tackle them with a a smaller mower. You don't need a big sixty inch for those little minute yards you guys got up there in Metro Seattle. Right, right. So I heard you say four about fourteen hundred dollars in equipment with the the four hundred dollar mower, about a thousand in the blower and, and combi system, and then what would you mm-hmm. what did you spend on the trailer? Um, all in all, I think it came out to about, uh, $8,000 with the, the racks on there. Okay. So you got it. You got a good trailer. What, what, what about the truck? Are you still borrowing your parents' truck or you got a, a truck? Oh, no, I, I got myself, a an F-150, um, XLT. Uh, it's no Lariat like, uh, Brian's lawn maintenance, but it gets the job done. Okay. So you, you went out and you got payments on the truck or what? Yep. Yeah. I financed it. So it was a $30,000 truck, um, had, uh, 30,000 miles on it when I purchased it. Um, and so it'll run for at least another, uh, eight or 10 years. Um, given how many miles I eight or 10 years, man, I, I I got a Ford F-150 that, uh, we're, we're cranking. We, 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 we had that thing for like two decades, man. You can, them F-150 is last a minute. I'm <laughs> not saying you're going to use it for all that time. <laughs> Give them a little more credit than eight years, man. Them, them things are beast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I share those numbers because we get asked all the time, how much money do I need to get started? And I, I share my opinion, but I want you, I want, I wanted to dive deep into your situation so someone can hear real life. You know, I didn't interrupt, I mean, I didn't interrupt you, maybe a little bit, but you told your honest numbers, your story, and you're up in business and you're going to go for it in 2021. So I'm not saying... You know, you have to do the same blueprint that you did, but just helping guys understand you do need to buy, you know, blower, weed eater, hedge trimmer, lawnmower, and some sort of, you kind of went on the high end luxury route of your truck and trailer. I mean, you went, you know, you you spent a lot of money on that, but you can pick up a used truck for five, six grand that, that can run every day until you can make the money to get a upgraded one. And you can get a $1,200 simple five by eight, five by 10 trailer. So, um, you know, you went on the high end with the trailer and truck, but the, the point is it's, 
you know, five grand and you're in business. Um, or you can even go less, you know, less than that if things are real tight, but, uh, it definitely, uh, the part of the equation that, uh, you gotta be, um, all in on is the grunt work, the hard work, the scraping, the clawing, the late nights, the hard, you know, early mornings. I mean, year one, it's, uh, it's a lot of hard work cause you're wearing so many hats. And so that's, that's the one, yep. uh, it doesn't matter how much money you spend to buy the stuff. It can't just sit in the garage and collect dust. It's gotta, it's gotta be out there producing revenue. Right. And, uh, the, as far as the truck goes, um, my dealership here locally, uh, they have the oil changes for life, but mm-hmm. only on the newer trucks. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to, uh, have something that's obviously not going to break down on me mm-hmm. when I'm going around. Uh, cause that's obviously that's your, your livelihood, right? You got to mm-hmm. be able to get to the jobs that you're, you're quoting. And if a customer is asking for, uh, um, an estimate, you got to be able to get there. And so my, the most important thing to me was to have a reliable vehicle that wasn't going to break down. And, uh, I'm not, uh, as me- mechanically sound as, uh, some of the other folks that are, are obviously listening to this podcast. Uh, I don't do my own oil changes anymore. I, I tried that on my, uh, my first vehicle when I was, uh, in high school, but from all these new newer cars, it's harder to get to some of those, uh, the equipment to do that. And so I just take it down there since the oil changes are included. Uh, they do all the service on the vehicle and I don't have to worry about paying anything extra at that point. So, um, the, for, for my situation, it seemed like it, uh, was the, the best option, but, uh, there are other routes that you can take for sure. Awesome. And then 2021, that's going to be your first year full time, um, coming out of the gate. I mean, you're gonna, you're gonna go all in. Is that the plan? Yes. Yeah. This, uh, first year, um, was really, I didn't know what to expect. Um, I didn't know how successful it was going to be. Um, but it seems like every month, um, my gross revenue has, has been, uh, increasing substantially. Um, uh, and so I'm, I'm trying to, uh, just continue that trend going, um, during December, January, and February here in the Northwest, it's, it's probably not much going on as far as, uh, um, nothing as far as land, uh, lawn care, but, uh, there might be some sort of like pressure washing, uh, some other uh, side projects that, that we could, uh, do to try and make some money. But, um, the, the season's really only, uh, eight or nine month season, um, for, for landscaping companies up here. So, uh, I'm going to, during the winter, um, hit the streets marketing to some small businesses in the area and try and get uh, a couple of corporate contracts, uh, where I'm taking care of the, the landscapes year round. Uh, and that way, uh, 2021 starts off with a, a strong, uh, foot forward. Yeah. And a lot of those commercials, they, they're funny about the way they do their contracts for the, for the upcoming years. A lot of them do it way in advance and, and you know, the, their plan for the next year is they don't make the decision, you know, in March of 2021 for what they're going to do for that year. They might make mm-hmm. that decision October of 2020. The, so you got to kind of be ahead of the game with all those. I'm actually going to do a show, Jason. I'm glad you reminded me of that, of why I don't do <laughs> commercial properties. That, uh, that, make sure you listen to that, to that episode. Um, I'm not going to get into all the stories now, but, uh, I got, uh, I got, I got, um, 
a lot of negative stories. That's going to be a whole episode I'm going to share of why I do not do commercial work. And I'll put a disclaimer out there. You can make a lot of money doing commercial work if you're, you know, know what you're doing, you're intentional about it. Uh, but uh, I'm going to uh, share my story of why I stopped doing commercial work and why I just focus on residential. But my um, advice, if you will, someone who has done this for 10 years, just looking at your IG post, those $500,000, $600,000 homes that I saw on your um you know, videos, those are gold, dude. Those people have jobs. They don't have time to be tinkering around doing the lawn. And if you can really Mm -hmm. pick a neighborhood or two and just dominate that neighborhood, just be the go-to guy. Jason's our guy and, and, and the networking within those neighborhoods, you know, the wives go to the pool together, their kids are friends, they play tennis together. They're going to words, you know, really spreads fast. And, and and if you get into a group of good customers in those neighborhoods and just go in and just, you know, put in the work. I mean, I love those residential, you know, if, if I was in Seattle, I would pick those neighborhoods and just route density like Naylor, Talia Farrow does in Virginia, where you just, you just put your truck down on the street and you just do four or five on that street. And then you go around the corner and you do three or four over there and you're just... I mean, you're in one neighborhood all day long and then they get to know you and then you're the guy for their flowers, you're the guy for their mulch, you're the guy for their pruning mm-hmm. and just, uh, I mean, I just, th- those pictures, I'm like, man, that's, those are home run neighborhoods, um, five, $600,000 homes, smaller lawns. You can really um, make good profit if you, you know, we've talked off air, you know what to do with charging the right price um, in 2021, but, you know, don't, don't feel... Um, just because you see some guy on Instagram who has a commercial account, like that's got to be the way to go. I I I think uh, resi- you know, residential in Seattle, Washington. There's a lot of rich people up there, man. Um, they're afraid of Dave Ramsey says they're afraid of their leaves. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I, I think there's an awesome business plan around those homes too for your right marketing and and you can market to them in uh, January and February just walk around neighborhood and put out the flyer and walk around neighborhood again and put out the flyer. And by the time March and April comes, I mean, you're going to be crushing it, dude, crushing it. I hope so. It's going to be a, a great season 2021. Yeah. Oh man. I, it's going to be awesome, dude. It's going to be awesome. I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to, uh, uh, trying to schedule a trip out to GIE. I want to uh, meet you guys all in person and, and, and get out there. It sounds like it's going to be a blast. I've never been, and it, uh, it's going to be great. Yeah, well, you know to use promo code Paul when you sign up. That's yeah. right. And yeah, uh, Paul. Marty, put uh, put that in today's show notes. GIE plus Expo 2021. Jason's going to be the first registration for the 2021 show. And if you guys already signed up for 2020, you're automatically um, – basically what happens is you're just – the show got postponed to 2021, so if you bought a registration for the 2020 show, they just you know bumped that to 2021. So you don't have to register again. You're already, um, comp- you know, you're already covered, compensated for, paid for. It just replaced the 2020 show. But if you haven't signed up for GIE Plus Expo 2021, it's in October, and uh, it's going to be awesome, man. It's going to be the most epic GIE ever. So looking forward to to meeting you there and. Keith Kalfas will be there. Brian Fullerton will be there. Uh, you know, it's going to be a great uh, time. And your season will be wrapping up by then. So hopefully you'll come and report to us and tell us that you made boatload of money and 
ask me what to do with all that money, where to reinvest it for 2022. Um, you're already in a great <laughs> habit of reinvesting your profits to uh, build the efficiency of your business. So, and it's cool because you can try all the, you know, you can try the right mower, you can try the Toro mower, you can try all the different uh, pieces of equipment and uh, really get a game plan for year 2022 then, you know? Right. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. Well, we appreciate you sharing your story. Uh, there's just so many guys that are, um, you know, I think it's a blessing in disguise, guys that are losing their jobs, getting laid off, that uh, like your wife noticed that that company, and I know the company you work for, because I have several friends that work there coming out of college, but it seems like when you work there like year five, six, and seven, it just from my friends, not to bash the <laughs> rental car company, but it feels like you kind of right. like, it's not one of those jobs you work for 25 years. It feels like it's a great job coming out of college. But anyway, whether you work there or somewhere else, when you start feeling oppressed or you don't like going to work and, and you get you get released from a job like that, it can be a blessing in disguise because it's fun to be an entrepreneur when you're pricing your jobs right and you're actually making money and you own your own business. Um, it's awesome. I mean, I, I, I could not, there's no chance I could go back and get a job at a company like that. I mean, no chance. I, I'd rather cut that grass and make that cash, man. So, That's right. Awesome. All right. Well, <laughs> I could talk your ear off, Jason. I know it's, uh, you got to get to your wife and, and uh, you got one dot, what? One child or what? Uh, yeah, I have uh, one daughter. She's uh, about to turn two here in October. And then I have uh, another child on the way. Awesome, man. Well, you got to cut a lot of grass and make a lot of cash then to feed three, yeah. three people, <laughs> I man. Get some lawns on the schedule. Let's go. And Jason's the fellow you guys hear on the rate increase commercial that Marty's going to start playing. That's you, huh? Yep. Yeah, that was a, a great use. Of, I heard your the commercial air today on the, the podcast uh, with the, the fertilizer um, gentleman. And uh, that was a... Uh, it, it was, just a great use of the the letter. I know you don't uh, necessarily agree that I increased it so much, but it was <laughs> well, it wasn't necessarily just a uh, uh, rate increase. It was, it was more of a uh, it, it had to be a rate adjustment because I was losing money on the property. Yeah, so it was thirty five bucks uh, a cut, and the right. uh, you you moved it all the way up to fifty bucks, huh? Right, because uh, it was uh, I had, like I said I was documenting all my. Uh, my time on, on every project that I did. And, um, I know that I had, I, I always want to stay loyal to like and honor the rates that I quote the customer initially. Mm -hmm. And so I did for the longest time and I felt bad that I was going to have to change the rates. But um, at the end of the day, if you don't change the rates, you're not going to be able to be there next year. Um, cause you're, you just are going to be like you say, uh, robbing Paul to pay Peter. Um, it's gonna, you're, it's just gonna drain you. So you have to make sure that you, you adjust the rates uh, appropriately. Yeah, and and let me just say this real quick, Jason, is that number one, you wanna you wanna quote it accurately coming out of the gate because the, the the best case scenario is is you go up to her day one knowing that it's a fifty dollar lawn and then you charge her fifty dollars and then you hit her with the rate increase letter and bump it to fifty three dollars. Because from 50 to 53, it's kind of like, and it, you, you've seen the letter, it's well-crafted. It's like, yeah, that's reasonable. We'll mm -hmm. do it. Then the next year, you go from 53 to 55 or 56. And then, so every year, now she's just used to a little 2 or $3 hike and, and we'll go with it. 
but yeah, quoting at 35, it was like, you were in emergency. It was like, um, you had to right. go, you had to go wild, but uh, I didn't want to use that as an example. Like, oh yeah, raise your rate $15 on every lawn mowing account. Cause people will be dropping us yeah. like flies. That wasn't the point. The point was the letter successfully worked somehow. <laughs> somehow. Um, right. Well, yeah, that was, uh, when I quoted that initially, when, when I quoted that initially, it was, uh, at the beginning of the season, uh, wherein I didn't know how, how long things would take me. And I looked at her yard and I was like, oh yeah, I could, I could mow that in a half hour. Mm-hmm. Easy. And it took me an hour every single time. And I, uh, for the longest time I was trying to figure out why is this taking so long? It's not that big of a yard. Uh, but it's all the extra edging that you have to do around those, those little square, um, sidewalk pieces because mm-hmm. the sidewalk kind of runs through the yard instead of on one side of the yard. Um, the, the yard kept going past beyond the sidewalk. So you have to edge around everything. And that's what was uh, just taking so long. Yeah. So now, you know, in the future, when you're quoting a yard, pay attention for those sidewalks and, and, the, and, and the additional edging. Don't just be looking at the square feet of the turf. And, and that's, that's the easy part of just running the mower over that. But that the finesse work right. of the edging does take extra time. But now you'll know, okay, that's a $50 lawn or $52 lawn, and then price it accurately it, You know, as you go into the spring of next year. And then in 2022, you already got the letter. You still raise the rate, but you raise it from 50 to 53 for the next season and, and onward. So you're always constantly raising your rate so that the customer knows that's just what Jason does. But uh, it, uh, it's important that we price it correct day one. Um, so important. So you got it figured out now, yep. man. Cool. Well, I appreciate, uh, the letter that you've crafted. It's, it's, again, it's a great, um, tool for, for any, uh, business owner to be using. Um, and I appreciate you putting that out there for us. Yeah, you're welcome, man. I actually had that, uh, just sitting on my computer and, uh, cause I use it personally, you know, year in and year out and it just works. And I started getting, people started asking me all the time and, and Brian Fullerton, we were talking off air the other day about this. Everyone's asking him like, man, how do you raise your prices? How do you raise your prices? How do you raise your prices? So I just started, I was like, I got, I got you. I got you. So I started sending to people and then people are like, oh man, thanks to God. It worked. And I'm like, it's like, it just, it's just successful. It just works. Cause my, I didn't actually write it. My accountant wrote it. Um, and it just, it just makes it in a pre it makes the presentation in a way that if a customer reads it, the best word I could describe is reasonable. It's like, well, that's reasonable. That makes sense. You right. know what I mean? And so right. then they typically will uh, go with you. And there's a couple people that, uh, that did drop me old Martina, <laughs> another lady, but, uh, in all honesty, it was probably for the best. And so if, you know, sometimes it can even, um, I don't, I don't know if I should say this or not. If there's a customer that you want to, you want to kind of let go, you could really jack the price up. You could do the, you know, you could do the dramatic price increase and then they, you know, it's not you, it's me. Ever, you ever break up, you know, the breakup line, not you. Right. It, then they shut the door on you. You know what I mean? Cause it's like, well, we're not going to return to whatever. You know, they, what I'm trying to say is that way you're not in an awkward spot where you communicate to the customer. Hey, we're not cutting your grass next year. 
they communicate with you. Hey, I don't think we can do the rate increase. So that's that. That's not why I made the letter, but that is a purpose of the right. letter because, and that's the last thing I'll show you, Jason. I know you got a wife and a kid, but um, the, the the pain in the butt customers, you got to get them out of your business. I just did a show about the weak links, and um, now that you're starting your business, just pay attention. You don't want to acquire pain in the butt customers, but if you have any of those lingering around, they got to go. We 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 got to work for people that are. Uh, respectful and that we enjoy being on their property. Life's too short to be dealing with some of the drama and nonsense that I went through. Right. And on the flip side to that, um, I know uh, Brian Fullerton uh, told a story on his podcast about this, where uh, a customer that he really liked, uh, he he raised the rates um, starting the season and they weren't willing to pay that extra $2 um, a week. And, uh, after having that long of a relationship, if they're, if they don't value, uh, your service enough, um, where you, you just need to, to continue to raise your rates according to the, uh, just the, uh, inflation. Um, that's not necessarily someone that, uh, a customer that respects you. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I appreciate your time, Jason. Marty will put the rate increase letter in today's show notes. Make sure you guys get that and 100% of your customers get that um, before next season starts so that uh, you just train them up and and that uh, their prices are right. And we'll definitely be cheering for you, Jason. Hopefully we'll get you back on the show at some point next year and you can give us an update of how your first, you know, starting the year, you know, the, the whole calendar year how it uh, went for your business. And then we'll definitely plan on seeing you at the GIE Plus Expo 2021. Mark it on your calendar. Tell your wife that uh, you're going and uh, <laughs> figure that out. You know, you got <laughs> but, butter butter up or do whatever you got. Yeah, Marty's, uh, Marty's got it figured out with Martha. We, we're trying to get Marty to come to GIE, so we'll see. But um, yeah. <laughs> I'm not married yet, so I just, right on, hop, I just hop on the plane and go. Go ahead. I was just going to say thank you uh, for having me on the show, Paul. And uh, I really appreciate everything you're doing in the industry and uh, just keep it up. All right. Well, I'm picking up on your signal, uh, your social cues that you got to get going. So (laughs) I can talk to you all day. (laughs) we'll, We'll catch you later, buddy. All right. Thanks, Paul. Well, friends, I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Jason. We definitely plan to have him back on the show in 2021 and uh, hear an update of how that first full calendar year, full season uh, goes for him. I I have a suspicion, a sense, an intuition that uh, he's going to absolutely crush it just from his business background and the way he take care of his own yard. So when you mix that passion for excellence with business knowledge, he's already making these adjustments mid-season. He got a rate increase letter, raised it successfully. And uh, I think he's learning what he needs to charge, you know, the right price from the the onset moving forward. So we'll definitely plan on getting him back on the show and hearing how the story develops. But uh, we're definitely cheering for him to uh, be an awesome provider to his wife, to his two-year-old daughter and then the baby on the way, I I think he's going to crush it. So we're definitely cheering for him. If you guys are just getting started in your business and you need some resources, check out my friend Brian Fulverton. He's got a whole library of goodies over there at the Entrepreneur Academy. And he's been hanging around uh, Mr. Producer and I. So guess what he'll be doing soon? That's right, Marty. He's going to be raising his rates. And uh, go for it, Brian. Raise them, man. And uh, Brian's actually already bought my (laughs) true story. Brian 
Brian brought my rate increase letter. So, uh, but anyway, he on the Launchpreneur Academy site, I think it's actually October 1st, uh, you're going to see some changes over there. You're going to see some new rates. So if you want to get in at the pricing that's currently going on over there and get grandfathered into some of his programs, uh, check out the Launchpreneur Academy. And uh, big shout outs to Brian. He's going to be one of our sponsors of our fall tour. And uh, Mr. Producer has been working with Brian as well. And they're absolutely crushing it. I, I've really been enjoying uh, listening to your guys' shows. So a uh, quick little plug there for Launchpreneur Academy and the Fullerton Unfiltered podcast. Thanks to our friends at Rapmate for sponsoring today's episode as well, guys. If you want to wrap your vehicle, it's an excellent way to market, especially when you're in a route-dense area and that vehicle is just being seen by so many of your potential customers Excuse me. throughout the day. Uh, Rapmate's offering my audience, guys, a free estimate. So if you just want to investigate how much it would even cost to wrap your specific vehicle in your specific city, click on the link for Rapmate in today's show notes. They'll get you taken care of over there. And uh, what am I leaving out, Marty? Yeah, the Hardscape Academy, if you guys want to get into... Um, the hardscaping industry, Caleb and Brittany Allman have free resources to get you started at the Hardscape Academy. And then they have some of their e-training courses as well that are comprehensive guides. Uh, um, Caleb gets straight into it and uh, does some thorough teachings on how to put in retaining walls, stone patio pavers. And of course, guys, it's leaf season. Get yourself an Echo PB8010 blower. That's what I personally use. That's what I personally recommend. It is an excellent blower and uh, it will make your leaf season just so much easier. It's a they nicknamed it the beast it is uh, a powerful powerful blower i absolutely love it couldn't recommend it enough so if you're uh in the market for a blower check out echoes pb8010 all right friends we appreciate you listening take a look at today's show notes and uh, hopefully those resources will help you take your business to the next level we'll be back tomorrow friends